Hi, my name is Richard. Hi, my name is Lucy. Welcome to the Tech Chats podcast. Hey, everybody. How's it going? How are you doing, Richard? I'm doing not too bad. Could be better. Could be worse. But you know what? Getting along. Okay. So uh, this is our second episode of Tech Chats podcast. Focusing on Asia Pacific,、um, business technology, etc.、Uh, what's our topic for the day? So it's an interesting topic. So,、um, so the topic is the state of AI in Asia versus kind of like the world. So I would say the world kind of like more focused around what North America is doing, but we'll try to bring as many examples in as possible.、Mm. Um, what What's the first thing you、uh, you would think of an AI when when people talk about it? So, when I What, first, what's the first word? Buzzword. <laughs> Buzzword. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah.、Um, I mean, a lot of the times people think AI is like robotics and stuff. Like,、um, I'm I'm no I'm no technical expert, right? So,、um, but I think because this podcast, I mean, we're kind of more picturing on like a general business level. I I kind of want to bring in. That's a really good question because AI, as I mentioned, is. A lot of people say it's robotics, but I mean that is true. AI can be focused around robotics, but a lot of it is like, for example, voice AI, like your Amazon Echoes, your Google Homes, or even stuff like computer vision, which is simply like being able to identify imagery and、mm. using AI to kind of like give your what like your software the eyes of what a human could see and then automating that, kind of like that. So、yeah, like, AI, a lot of applications. Yeah, AI is actually.、Uh, I think the robotics.、Um, Perception that you got was probably because、uh, remember that famous robot that、uh, that beat the、uh, the chess master, the chess master. Maybe maybe、oh, that was how、um, how that occasion made AI famous, and everyone、yeah. thinking, oh, it's the end of the world because、oh、we cannot outsmart an AI. But in fact, AI is more commonly is actually now more commonly used in daily ap- applications more than I was more than we thought. Yeah,、mm. that's true. And just for the viewers out there, that kind of like theme of AI taking over the world, that term is actually called the point of singularity. So that's a, a lot of the times you see Elon Musk kind of referencing this point because Elon's a bit of a、um, <laughs> he's not a big fan. I mean, he's a fan of AI, but he's not a fan of AI as well. He's a bit. Fearful of it, you he, can say. He's scared. <laughs> he's very scared of AI. I mean,、yeah. he's he's a guy on top of the world gets to see the applications of AI. So if he's scared of it, I mean, maybe there is a bit of like room for us to be scared for for it as well.、Mm, ignorance is bliss. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's a very interesting kind of like situation when I think AI itself has emerged in the last few years like faster than ever before. Like I think. It's been such an exponential like increase of like the applications of AI. I think a lot of the times previously is、um, it's kind of gimmicky.、Um, mm. I think it's still a bit gimmicky in certain areas, but you can definitely see the applications of it a lot more solid. I guess you could say. Okay.、Uh, so, in your experience, what are some of the examples of、uh, interesting AIs in the in the worldwide? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, that's a really broad question. So. I think、um, I kind of want to start off with because we got the coronavirus situation. I kind of wanted to touch on, on it. I think we kind of did talk about it in the last podcast, but I do know that there is.、Um, so, if you, for the viewers out there, for just an interesting fact, before we get into kind of the Asia talk,、um, a lot of there's a lot of AI startups or AI.、Um, I think I think there was one in Harvard as well that actually identified the coronavirus 
before it kind of exploded onto the market, like all the media got hold of it and stuff like that. So I think it was around, I forgot what it was, like late December, this is, there was like one startup called Blue Dot in Canada that actually identified the coronavirus based off their AI engine churning through a lot of data and stuff and identifying that there was this abnormal amount of, um, I guess, cases of viruses in a certain area in Wuhan. Mm. And they actually identified that. And I think it was at, I think it was Harvard, but I could be wrong here, but another university in America also identified this through their AI. So, I mean, that's one interesting application of AI already that you got a virus that started originated in China and Wuhan being able to be identified by a startup sitting in, like, America, right? Mm. That's quite interesting. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what are some interesting examples in AI? I mean, China is probably has always been kind of like that country that kind of like always wants to get ahead of the US. Like it's a, a kind of an ironic, ironic battle. So some of the applications, I mean, I've heard, I mean, I, have you just, have you seen those like, this is kind of going to robotics here, but like those buses, like I think it was, um, not buses, sorry. It's like automat, automate, automate, autonomous, sorry. Um, cars that like you can oh self-driving cars yeah no 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 but like they're not self-driving in the sense that i mean they are self-driving but it's like a vendor so you go on and you buy stuff it's like a convenience store that's just kind of roaming around um, by itself uh, in so the just, U- in the united states no this is in china this is in china no, did you, no way the united states would ever be doing this like i think i think like ai in china for b2c is like there's so much more innovative versus the Amer- americans Mm, that's true. Uh, yeah. An interesting case that I saw, like how, you know, the most popular um, social app in China is called WeChat. Yes. And a WeChat is basically like a Google Play Store and Apple Store now because it has a lot of mini programs running in it. Okay. So yeah. by mini programs, I just imagine them as, you know, apps that are that are running on your app store but instead mm. of um you download it to your phone you're yeah. running the apps inside wechat so just this is the context so a lot oh, of wow. a lot of these uh, mini programs um uh, they wanted to collect your user info in mm. terms like analyzing what like what type of audience you are right what's your age what's your where's your location and and what what what's your profile photo looks like so, yeah. but just like in the US, you still need to get the user's consent to mm. go through the authentication to get that info. Yeah. So, what the uh, very smart thing they developed was they claim they kind of it's an AI-driven app. They will tell you, um, <laughs> <laughs> they will tell you. Uh, so, who's your ideal soulmate? Like, say oh for example, God. ideal soulmate based on. So, it's a quiz. <laughs> it's a quiz they ask you to fill out. Yeah. Then they will um, collect all that data together and they give you the um like a uh, fancy graphics of um who your ideal mate is mm. but just by by doing that it's just they are putting the ai into into practice yeah. and uh, building a huge data set that um kind of analyze their audience That's so that was a very um interesting growth strategy that i saw and all okay. all these little apps kind of um it went viral yeah in the in the WeChat groups, because you know it's it's just an example. It's like they are doing it so much better than that. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, for the viewers out there, for those who don't know WeChat, it's like it's kind of like China's main messaging tool. You could say like WhatsApp, Facebook, app stores combined into one, like payment as well. Like it's just that that innovative in in a way. Whilst America has like all these split apps. Um, 
The other thing like I really find China that's a bit interesting as well in terms of AI is that they've got a lot of AI around. Um, have you heard of like the Big Brother programs that are going around in China? <laughs> of course, yeah. Well, what's yeah. the what? Which part of uh, Big? What what are you talking about? So I mean, okay. So for the for the listeners out there who don't know what's going on there, so China has been quite. I guess you could quotation mark leading this kind of project where citizens in China will get like a certain like I guess point system. So if you watch Black Mirror, it's like kind of relatable here um, to one of the episodes where basically the things you do can influence how many points you have. So for example, as like for example, if you jaywalk, you can lose points, um, and they have computer vision AI set up so they can recognize who you are, right? And so if your point score gets really low. You might not even be able to, for example, I heard like stories where people couldn't even leave the country. They couldn't even send their kid to school. It's like it's like kind of insane to hear that. But if you think about it, it's all driven by AI, right? Like if China didn't have AI, didn't have computer vision technology, as well as the ability to turn all that data, they can't actually ex- execute this type of campaign. Um, I'm pretty. Um, I'm not too sh- sure about the point systems, so no comment on that. But. I can agree that um, in China the civilians level is quite high. So, like, yeah. say if you um, like, just like any other apps, if they monitor what you are sharing, and if it triggers any keyword, I- I'm sure like a lot of the like the worldwide applications will have that capabilities as well. Mm. It's just you know the people created software and it's. It's their decision to how to govern govern the applications. Right. Um. So yeah. So saying that, it's definitely like if it comes to the AI side of AI side of things, um, like audio analysis, text analysis, because the China government wants to have very high civilians on what the the social. Side of things is pointing at. Mm. Um, it's it's definitely putting a lot of effort into yeah, um, no, driving yes. that AI. Mm. Yeah, I think that's kind of a big difference as well with China versus America as well, where I think a lot of the AI stuff um, is led by the more of a B two B companies. Um, ironically, it's kind of like the difference between like I guess China here versus like America in terms of how they deal with AI. Ironically, in the, gov- the governments in America, are very very a bit more I guess less probably tech savvy same with australia like i think the for something like an ai project to come through it'll probably take years to get that approved so um i think like there's a lot of interesting applications also if you compare it to the us where as, as i mentioned it's more b2b focused but also it's a lot more data driven in terms of like what the applications of ai can do so i think one of the more common examples is what all the big tech companies are doing like google microsoft and amazon they're incorporating a lot of AI into their software, um, but they're also kind of in a race to kind of like drive those AI applications and kind of trying to make money off it. Um, so an interesting fact is, out of those three companies, I would say Google's probably losing the race in cloud, but I'd say in AI, they're probably winning the race. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an interesting fact because what I've noticed in the business strategy is Google's now trying to pivot into the AI space and computer vision space and trying to get developers onto it so eventually they have to use Google Cloud to do all their AI applications and stuff like that. So it's like they know they lost the Google Cloud race or the cloud race. So they're trying to go and pivot into AI and then trying to capture business for their cloud afterwards. Mm, that's true. I Yeah, like all the um, sentiment 
analysis and entity analysis to mm. like that's made available on Google. It's yeah. it's pretty awesome. Mm. It's pretty awesome, but we also have to remember just for ge- for the general business out there, like g- listeners out there, like what they're actually doing. Um, so, what is sentiment analysis? How about that? We'll start off with that. Sentiment analysis. Um, so, an example that I would like to put forward is a project I experienced in a, a hackathon before. It was I didn't do it; someone else did it. <laughs> so, <laughs> just full disclaimer. Um, so, so what happened was like you know, um, like if you're a local business in Australia and you will put descriptions and a profile photo. But mm. the language that you choose to put in your description, it could either be neutral, positive, mm. or kind of um, negative. Yeah. So the sentiment analysis can ana- analyze that full paragraphs and mm. tells you what, I guess, what feelings it's going to bring to people. Okay, um, So yeah, that was, and they also used the image. The project was actually also called a hot dog or not hot dog. Oh my God. Because it's when a um, business <laughs> profile is... Um, is not legitimate like say if it's a you know it's a business owner with uh weird stuff on his face the mm. algorithm would uh, pick pick it up and say oh oh it's not a hot dog <laughs> oh it's not a good business profile it's it, kind of like yeah. the whole um silicon valley right yeah I, i'm a big fan of sure of the show yeah. mm. i am as well for listeners out there yep silicon valley last season um, kind of sad. Anyway, um, so yes, I mean that's that's interesting. I think um, on that note, like sentiment analysis itself is like it's kind of like the generic AI, but a lot of people just don't know about that application. Like as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, a lot of people just know the robotic side of stuff. So sentiment analysis is probably like a very very like generic AI model mm. that most people can actually build out. To be honest, mm. because knowing, for example, the word like if a positive, negative, or if it's a neutral word, is kind of can be applicable in a lot of scenarios. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, we are marketers. So if it's an exactly. AI that I can understand, I'm sure everyone can get it too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So um, it's a lot of... I, because I wanted, I wanted to ask you, like, the sentiment analysis part, because I do also want to tell the viewers out there, like, a lot of the data that's been collected... Um, to drive the AI is ironically also done by humans, right? So for you to process a thousand words, the original library of like understanding what each word meant, like for example, if happy is positive and sad is negative, mm. and AI is not going to know that straight away, right? So the initial study and stuff is, has to be done by humans, right? So mm. from the beginning of the podcast, I remember you said AI is like very, it's you can be scared of it, but a lot of it is also like trying to collaborate with AI, right? And that's mm. kind of like the whole how we should be able to be treating AI is being able to work with AI, right? Mm. Um, isn't your startup also um, building an AI tool as well? Yes. Yeah, so actually, ironically enough, it is. So sentiment analysis, this is not a plug. Just we're doing a survey tool that's built on AI itself. So obviously surveys, you can be biased and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, that we're building in AI into that to try to like, limit the number, amount of bias you have in those questions and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's sitting all around us, right? Like, there's so many applications of AI right now that um, it's no longer becoming kind of... I mean, it's still a buzzy kind of term, but it's no longer becoming that kind of, mm-hmm. like, 
thing that everyone thought would be big 10 years ago, like VR was. Like, yeah, it's I think not, the, not the new kid on the block <laughs> exactly, anymore. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, just kind of like rehashing, recapping the episode, I think the state of AI is kind of interesting right now. I think um, overall we're getting to places, but I think the main difference we see in Asia, at least in China and all those countries, like I think it's dev applications of AI, a lot of it is driven by government or B2C related purposes. Whilst a lot of the applications B2B, sorry, in America are B2B um, leveraged, right? A lot of the, I don't really hear that many AI applications that have become really big in America that are B2C focused. They're mainly B2B. I mean, you got standard condition, which is like a um, driver, drive, I think, not sorry, drivers. Um, the, uh, the checkout, the, the thing, that technology that drives basically the... Um, the the face recognition technology that allows yeah, you to like unlock the you know, password and stuff. <laughs> oh, no, 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 not that. But I mean, they're using face recognition, but I forgot the exact term is. I just can't. Anyway, it's basically like you have those checkouts where you don't have people and you can just walk in the store and buy stuff in the sleep. So that technology is driven through computer vision. Um, and basically computer vision, like... Basically, they need to churn through so much, like, image data. Because mm. imagine, like, how much data you need to actually run that type of, like, business. But, yeah, there's, like, a few applications in America where you got that. But I think China's probably already doing that, to be honest. Um, just uh, also something that I observed for... Have you used a voice command on Google Doc? Like, uh, no, I haven't. I heard, uh, I think voice, yeah. voice typing. So, you, like, you, ju you basically just speak and it will notice your speaking patterns and the type type out your voice speaking patterns interesting because right. yeah it is like if you're um you can see from the beginning of the sentence um it's writing something completely different from what you're saying and you're like ah. oh this tool is not really uh, recognizing but yeah. then google would know like the tool knows uh, it's not linguistically correct then mm. once you finish that sentence it will autocorrect itself to a like fully grammatically correct sentence. So oh, I, I, when I was using it two years ago, it was not that uh, user friendly. Like yeah. I think it doesn't type it out correctly. But mm. I guess over time, it has kind of accumulated more data. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's 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 very pitch perfect. It's in the end, it's all about data, right? I mean, everything's driven by data. Like I remember Google Translate sucked ages ago, but now it's actually really good to be honest. Um, and in the end, it's all about by data, right? Mm. So. I mean, I think that's what we're kind of like leaving on, like, as AI will progress as we get more data and more, I guess, pers like, as we process more data, AI will get better. Yeah. And I think we'll see definitely more applications in Asia. Um, and I think, to be honest, as we get, as AI gets more mature, I think a lot of the applications in Asia and America will kind of, kind of like align. I think we'll got, kind of get to the point where the applications we see in Asia as well as in America will probably be the same, to be honest. Mm. I look forward to the day where we don't really ask the question about uh, wh whether we should use AI, but more for like which AI is better. Exactly. And then to the next era of even a common person can build an AI for himself or for herself to um, automate tasks. And uh... <laughs> I think that'll be a fair. Yeah, that'd be the dream. <laughs> fair few years down, but yes, I think that's um, to be honest a, a good business idea. So anyone with who wants to do a business idea, there you go. Go, go for that one. Mm. Cool. All right. Well, that's, that's it for this week's episode of Tech Chats or this episode of Tech Chats. We'll see you next time. See ya.